With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome everyone to Life Matters Podcast. My name is Kim Noblet and I have the privilege of being your host for the program today. And with me in a few moments will be the founder of Life Matters, lead pastor of Lake Hills Church, James Walker. There are also two types of pride. There's a good pride and a bad pride. John Maxwell says, describing the bad pride, he says, the deadly sin of superiority that reeks of conceit and arrogance. It's a good definition, isn't it? Nobody likes to be around somebody that reeks with conceit and arrogance. And the only reason that they have people gathered around them is because those people are wanting to get something from them. I know you're looking forward to hearing what Pastor James is going to share in his message series called The Code. Later in the program, as we do, we will also have a Q&A time and we'll go into more in-depth thoughts related to The Code, Part 1, Be Courageous and Take Pride in Your Work. Let's join Pastor James now. For beginning today, we're going to use Dakota of the West as our theme today, and we realize uh, we're going to condense it into a four-part series. I want to start off with a combination of the first two of those codes, and that is, first of all, we're going to say to be courageous and take pride in your work. July the 12th, when I first came in view of a call uh, here to Lake Hills Church, there was a man that came up to me, and he slipped me a note. I still have the note there in my office uh, taped to the wall, but it, it says, promise for you is Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 24. God bless you and your family and the church with love, and he signed his name. Well, that scripture fits perfectly as our key passage today as we launch our series. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, it says, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Now remember, in verse 24, it says, Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master that you are serving is Christ. So as Christians, we have a worthy cause. We're serving a worthy master, and we have every right to take pride in our that worthy cause. But sometimes it's the courage that we're lacking. There was a quote I saw by um, John Wayne that says, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. In verse 23, Paul is saying, whatever you do, whatever is done, whatever you do for the Lord, do it with all of your heart. Let, the, let, it, let it surge, emerge from, uh, from, the, from your very soul and do it as unto the Lord rather than doing it as unto men. I love that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13 and 14 that says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage and be strong. Verse 14 says, but do everything in love. So as followers of Christ, God has you in your space, the space, this place in time for a specific purpose that many times we don't even realize, we're not even able to realize exactly what that is. But in every space that God places us, there are circumstances that we're going to face that are going to be undesirable, sometimes painful, and our natural tendency is to want to run from that pain. Our natural tendency is to want to escape the situation or the circumstances that we're in. It may be your marriage, maybe it's your home life or your parents or your kids, and maybe it's your health, maybe it's your geographical location, the place where God has put you and you would like to be somewhere else, or maybe it's loneliness or your job or your career. 
But this passage teaches us a very important lesson that even in the humblest circumstances, that if you're doing it as unto the Lord, that there's still dignity and there's glory in doing that for the Lord. And, and, and in that sense, that would mean that the work that we do, well, there, there would be no difference between the secular and the sacred work because all would be sacred. All would be sacred as God gives us the assignments that we, that we have in life. Your reward in heaven does not come from talents, opportunities, prominence, or success, but it comes as a result of your faithfulness. Your faithfulness to the circumstances that God's placed you in, to the assignment, to the purpose that God has for your life. And that means that an out-of-sight, obscure person behind the scenes, nobody noticing what they do or the work that they're doing or the price that they're paying is going to have pretty good standing as they stand before the Lord on that day. If they've carried out their assignment faithfully, doing what God's called them to do, blooming where they're planted. James chapter 1, verse 9 says, the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride. Now notice that word pride. But the brother in humble, uh, humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he'll pass away like a wild flower. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he'll receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So the Lord is keeping records. He's keeping the records of what's going on, and there is nothing that is done for him that goes unnoticed, that is done for him that goes unrewarded. And I think that's where probably where most of us would struggle. You know, is there anyone in here who has really worked through your motivation and you feel like you're, don't raise your hand, okay? But you feel like your motivations are pure now. You've got it down. Well, if that's the case, I would say you're probably in the wrong church. This place is just full of imperfect people. I think one of the struggles that we have, many of us have in life is, what our true motives are. Are my motives for Jesus or are they for me? Are my motives to promote Jesus or are they to pump me up? Listen, wh who is the most prominent person in your life? You or Jesus. Who's the dominant personality in your life? Is it you or is it Jesus? Listen, that's, a, that's an important struggle to work through because you're not going to be measured by your success. You're not going to be measured by what you have your reputation or your position, you're going to be measured by the glory that your life brings to Jesus Christ in order that through you, he would bring glory to the Father. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. For I'm not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that they may be saved. Now, some of you are self-employed. You don't have a boss. That has its good and bad to it, right? But some of you do have a boss. If you have a boss, somebody that you work for, is that boss a good boss or is it a bad boss? If it's a good boss, then praise Jesus because it sure makes it a lot easier for you to be able to do what, what you need to do and enjoy the purpose that God has given to you. But if you have a bad boss, then you'll have a much greater challenge on your hands to work with pride at the task that, that God has given to you. Maybe you may be saying or thinking, to yourself, I don't see how in the world that there would be, there's any way that Jesus would be glorified by what's going on in my life and what I'm doing in my life right now. However, if you see your life as a mission field, the space where God has placed you to occupy, to live your life, then you could have a new motivation doing what you do for the Lord and not for man. God puts you in that place and you're taking new territory. You're expanding the borders. You're having an influence on the people around you for the cause of Jesus Christ. And the same goes for your circumstances at home and at school when you're working 
for Jesus, there are really two big benefits for the kingdom of God. Number one is the world around you is experiencing Jesus radiating from you on the outside, but it's also true that the world within you is experiencing the work of Jesus on the inside. Something's going on on the inside as well. There are two distinct displays of courage. You know, one is easy to identify in that that courage is dominant, it's aggressive, it's victorious, it, it's determined to, to win, but then there is a Another kind, it's, it's almost like a passive-aggressive. It's keeping the horse on the trail, persevering through the difficulties, pushing through. It's holding the flag in the midst of a rushing current. It's holding your ground. It's that parent who is praying for their rebellious child, going before the Lord day in and day out, laying that rebellious child at the feet of the Lord, taking him into the throne room, just praying that God would release the prisoner, release him and set him free, and that the light would shine through on his or her life so they can identify and see the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's that spouse who's praying for their unsaved spouse, asking maybe for months or for years, praying that God would pierce the heart of this other person and that he would release that captive and finally the the light breaks through there's a crack there's a crack in the wall that takes place and the light begins to come through and suddenly they begin to see themselves as god sees them no that's courage through perseverance be courageous in every circumstance because you're working for the lord and if you are working for the lord then you can take pride in the assignment and you can rest assured that god is going to take responsibility for the intended consequences. There are also two types of pride. There's a good pride and a bad pride. John Maxwell says, just describing the bad pride, he says, the deadly sin of superiority that reeks of conceit and arrogance. It's a good definition, isn't it? You know, the only reason, nobody likes to be around somebody that reeks with the conceit and arrogance. And the only reason that they have people gathered around them is because those people are wanting to get something from them. But the good pride represents our dignity and self-respect saying, I'm working for Jesus, and my glory is in this assignment, the space that he's given to me. I will be all that I can be with what Christ has given me. With pride, we can cry out with the words of Paul, I am what I am by the grace of God, and I am where I am by the grace of God. I want to circle back around to that focal passage in Colossians chapter 3, again, verse 23 Work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. And remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. When you live by the code, when you live by the word of God, there's an inheritance waiting for you. And it's the Lord himself who's going to hand that to you, give that to you. The kingdom of God will repay the kindness of men. And those who have a little earthly inheritance are one day going to receive a great reward, a great inheritance from God. And so remember this the next time you're called on to do something that you don't want to do or that you're placed in circumstances that you don't want to do. Pastor James, this is going to be a fun series because you really are a cowboy at heart, aren't you? Where did you come up with this idea for this series called The Code? Well, I I saw a book that uh, was called The Code of the West, and it just gave some principles that the cowboys would live by. They had a code of ethics, and I thought, man, these principles would apply. These, these would 
I can pull biblical principles from this. So we, we had a good time. I thought our people, the people at our church would enjoy wearing their cowboy boots and their their blue jeans, dressing down a little bit. And then we had horses out in the parking lot, riding around, welcoming the people. So it was just a fun time for our people. And it really created a lot of curiosity. Pastor James, what part does courage really play in the life of a believer? Kim, I just believe that courage is a decision that we make, is a choice that we make. When you look at uh, the scripture over and over again, the Lord tells us to be courageous. For instance, he said to Joshua, be strong and courageous because you'll lead these people. John Wayne said, and I love this quote, he says, he says, courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway. And I think for so many people, they allow fear to limit or hold them into in a prison. I mean, they can only go so far because they're not willing to bust through that membrane of fear. I remember standing, I went to the lake with some friends and everybody was jumping off this high rock and I climbed up there and it was so much higher than I thought it was. And I thought, man, I don't want to jump off of this, but everybody's watching. And I thought, well, man, I just have to start running and bust through that membrane of fear. And then what will be, will be. And so I see, I see so many, so many people who are limited by a fear uh, that is nothing but a thin membrane. There's really nothing there. So for the believer, it's God who gives us the courage to bust through that membrane of fear. Pastor James, what would you say to the person who has given up? They may be a Christ follower. They may not be. But where can they find this kind of courage you are talking about? Well, for the believer, I know it comes from the Lord. Paul says in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So courage comes from your relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray often in the mornings, Lord, give me big dreams for today, but give me the courage to go after those dreams. I depend on him for that courage. Whether you're a believer or a non-believer, if you're wanting to give up, picture yourself going through a swamp. And as you go through the swamp, it's not a pleasant experience, but if you put one foot in front of the other, you come to the other side of it. When people give up because they're going through a hard time, they just stop. They stop right in the middle of the swamp, and they don't want to go any further. And that's all you're ever going to get. Man, my mother used to say,
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.